Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the second of four installments of the FT Money Neptune Emerging Markets Roundtable Discussion. I'm Matthew Vincent from the Financial Times and I'm delighted to be joined by three expert commentators to discuss emerging and developed markets from a private investor's point of view. We have Jim O'Neill, Chief Economist of Goldman Sachs. Hello. Joining us down the line, we have Tim Bond, Head of Global Asset Allocation Strategy at Barclays Capital. Hello there. And we have James Dowie, Chief Economist of Neptune. Hi. So let's pick up where we kind of left off in the first instalment, looking at whether growth, economic growth, can actually translate into equity returns for private investors. Um, James, if I can come to you, first of all, there are some studies which suggest that there is no correlation between the two. What do you think about that? Well, as an economist, I'd see this as a very self-satisfied point of view from non-economists in the market. I mean, look, the point is that there isn't a correlation between growth and the market when you look in the data. Um, it's because it's expectations of growth that matter. And that's really difficult to pick up in any systematic study. So my feeling is that these studies you know, show that result um, because it's about expectations. Now, in the long run, economic growth, productivity, um, raises profitability, and raises wealth and savings in the household sector and leads to long-term market performance. Jim, we've seen um, in recent times um, emerging markets suffer more than developed markets in, in downturns and bounce back much much faster. There clearly is some link between global economic conditions and, and these markets. What do you think it is? You know, it's both complicated but also in, in a couple of ways pretty straightforward, I think. Uh, sustainable growth delivers better earnings and that's what stock markets are all about the reason why these studies don't show it in correlations is through cycles and through time both for developed and particularly for developing countries growth can be too strong at any moment and 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 too weak so that's the first point and this year is a perfect example chinese growth you know is is driving the world but chinese stock market's the weakest major market in the world and it's because the Chinese are doing things to slow growth down and people are, know that and the markets are responding. And so if you did one of these nice little correlations now, that's what it would reveal. Uh, but if China does grow close to 10% the next decade, uh, as you know, some people would suggest, I actually think it's probably more like 8 it will probably be a very strong stock market over that decade. 
Um, Tim, if I could just bring you in on this one. I mean, you, you obviously look at growth rates, um, stock market returns when you know, when putting together various asset allocation models. Do you think this link between growth and uh, and markets is you know, is being overplayed? No, I mean there is a link, and the studies that show that there's no correlation, there isn't. There's sort of weak correlation. When you look at the stock market returns and growth in coincident terms, but once you start to, you know, take account of the stock market's leading indicator quality, then the correlations, you know, do do actually pick up. So just like the other two speakers, you know, it, it is about expectations and about how stock markets sort of lead, uh, you know, lead what's happening in the real economy. So, you know, if, if, in a, if, if we can, you know, if we can believe that China does have a decade ahead of it of, of uh, you know, sustained strong growth. I mean, given where equity market valuations are at the moment for China, then I think it's reasonable to suppose the the stock market's going to track the economy. But if we wind the clock forward, you know, hypothetically a couple of years, and let's say that you know there's been a sort of huge boom and in Chinese equity prices. I mean, if you if you then take that as your starting point, you're probably going to find that the stock market lags growth. So so the stock markets will part of the re-rating that's occurring and likely to continue to occur for, uh, you know, for these emerging equity markets. I mean, that's about discounting the superior long-term growth up front. And once that process is, is done, and once, you know, these markets are trading at fairly significantly higher PEs than you'd find, say, in Europe, then, then it would be unreasonable to expect that, that the stock markets will carry on keeping up with the economy because they've actually, you know, they've actually preempted it. The sort of the, the the quite blunt idea that there isn't any correlation between an economy's growth rate and its stock market returns. I mean that that's not true at all. And James, I think you were talking earlier about it's it, it's more to do with expectation of of growth rather than anything else. What sort of measures can a private investor look at? Do you think we can look at consensus expectations? <clears throat> you, you can also get a feel for an economy of what a reasonable expectation would be by looking at uh, population growth and by looking at actually what it's done in the past um so so you know you'd form your your base case on that and and if things were looking better than that well then the market's probably going to react positively and just finally jim any other indicators you think that can uh, we we have a whole battery of them for this very purpose that we're talking about markets markets are smarter than the people that are in them so you've got to follow very useful leading indicators we have our own proprietary global leading indicator uh, that we've had for the past decade, and it's a pretty good lead indicator of growth, and it correlates very closely with the bond-to-equity relationship. We have them specifically for many countries, including particularly importantly for China, uh, which is key to so many markets uh, in the past and will be in the future. And you, you have to look at things that have some reliability of where growth will turn out to be. If you wait for the evidence of growth, as, as Tim mentioned earlier, it's almost definitely going to be in the price by the time you get there. Sounds all about timing and getting in early, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you all very much. And you'll be able to find the third instalment of this roundtable debate, together with transcripts of all our discussions and additional analysis of emerging markets from Neptune, on our website at ft.com forward slash money. And you can find details of how you can take part in our special FT Money Neptune Emerging Markets competition for the chance to win £5,000 in FT Money with the weekend FT and on the website I've just mentioned, ft.com forward slash money. But until the next time, uh, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Jim, Tim and James. Goodbye. Thank you. Cheers. Small details are big surfaces. 
Tight corners or odd shapes? Flat, rounded, textured, or tall? Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.